Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. If you haven't take problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a Chris ain't one. Hit me. From the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It starts with me. I've got to be better. Yeah, no excuses for that. Prescott back, deep out to the left. It's intercepted at the 30-yard line. Dallas has turned it over twice today. That's unacceptable. Guys, put me in a position to, to go win the game, and uh, I wasn't able to do that. Got to go 94 yards. This game is over, and so is the Cowboys' season. There's really only one conclusion that can be reached. Dak Prescott is remarkably overrated. That's all there is to it. So it took you, what, six months to get to where I was at back in July? It, it really did because okay. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Why? Whether it was off Why? Of, Why? Because it was off of the injury last year, off of the injury this year, off of all of that, off of the fact that they had traded away Amari Cooper and you know let him go, and they had put him in a less desirable situation. I felt like Dak was catching a lot of heat. I wouldn't say unjustifiably, but I didn't want to jump the gun on coming to that conclusion. And the truth is, you were just there ahead of the curve as usual. Well, Carlin, in six full seasons before this year, Dak Prescott had a grand total of one playoff win yep. in three playoff trips. But I, I think about a couple of those games, and you know, they're not his fault. It's not his fault that Aaron Rodgers made the play that he did a few years back okay. when he was young. I, what about was, last year? It, last year. What about was, last year against the San Francisco 49ers? You had them coming yep, into your place. That was his what fault. What about that game? That was his fault. That was his fault. I can't get around that. But again, how much time did he miss last year? 12 games or whatever it was? I mean, I, I'm at the point where we Right now, look at Dak Prescott, and I don't know how you can have confidence that he's ever going to win. I, I win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys. Yeah, I, the only way to seemingly fix it in my mind is to bring in Sean Payton or a coach of that ilk, because it's not hard to see when you look across the field yesterday what kind of an impact a head coach who relates well to his quarterback and is a quarterback whisperer type of guy can have on that guy's play. It is the last pick of the entire draft this year that went out and thoroughly outplayed Dak Prescott in the second half of that game, and it wasn't close. I don't want to hear about Tony Pollard. Yep. I don't want to hear about anything else. He wasn't making the throws that you need to make. He was 6-for-12 in the fourth quarter. The other guy was 5-for-6 and made every throw and delivered them right in the one spot where they had to be, whereas Dak threw two interceptions and it should have been four. Yeah. And, Chris, all of it adds up to me that 
it's almost a last-ditch hope of trying to save him as a winning quarterback. Yeah, and, and here are the, the sequences of plays that really stand out in my mind that decided the outcome of yesterday's game. Dak's turnover in the red zone, Carlin, during a two-minute drill, absolutely egregious. That can't happen against a bottom third red zone defense in the National Football League. That's what the San Francisco 49ers were. Dak Prescott not being able to capitalize on a red zone opportunity that your special teams gave you. Kelvin Joseph punching out the punt uh, uh, return from Ray Ray McLeod in the second half. That can't happen either. You can't settle for a field goal in that moment. That's got to be a touchdown. The other one, the interception by Lenore when he was targeting Michael Gallup early on in that game ends up setting up three points for the 49ers. You eliminate those three sequences, those three drives for the Dallas Cowboys, you're probably talking about that team being able to advance to the conference championship. Yeah. But you can't eliminate them, and the reason why is because of your quarterback. Dak Prescott has to be better in those situations. He can't be a passenger. He's got to be the driver. We said going into that game, Carlin, that from a talent standpoint – the San Francisco 49ers are probably bringing a little bit more to the party and that Dak Prescott was going to have to play above the X's and O's yeah. in order for the Cowboys to advance. Knowing the disadvantage that they had, the disparity in the rest, 49ers had two and a half more days of rest because they played on a Saturday when the Cowboys played on a Monday night in the wild card round. Cowboys on the road. All of these are reasons why your team could come up short. Your quarterback has got to be the equalizer under those circumstances, and he just wasn't. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. I said last year, I meant two years ago with Dak uh, in 2020. Yeah, we know what you meant, with the ankle. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, with the ankle. The point is, if you're going to stick with Dak and Mike McCarthy, what you are saying if you are Jerry Jones is that mid is good. We're okay with it. And we think we'll eventually get get over the hump with that. Because everything else on this team is right there to win. Everything else, you need another playmaker or two on offense. Offensive line isn't bad. I look at their defense. Offensive line isn't bad. The offensive line was good yesterday. It was very good yesterday. The offensive line was good yesterday. Right, but we had our concerns about it at points during the year. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It did a great job. Nick Bosa was, uh, uh, save for a couple of penalties he forced, kind of an afterthought in the game, if we're being truthful about it. Yep. And there's enough there to win with. C.D. Lamb stepped up, but you need another guy there. But what's clear is this. If you don't have a head coach who can unlock this guy, then he can't be unlocked. And you're going to have to move on at some point. You're not moving on right now because of the cap hit, so you got to suck it up and go get you somebody who might be able to fix it. The and, best, and the only guy is Sean Payton. The best thing I can say about Mike McCarthy is that he's not the problem. The only issue with that is he's, he's not, not helping the solution. It either. You stole the words right out of my Sorry. mouth. The only only issue with that is he's not the solution. Yeah. You know, he's not the solution. And the two best examples of head coaches making a difference for quarterbacks this year, easily. Josh Allen, you look at what happened with Brian Dayball, the head coach of the New York Giants leaving. He was the offensive coordinator the past couple of years. They were in the conference championship game, and they came 13 seconds away from winning the divisional round in Arrowhead to go to the conference championship last year. Josh Allen this season set a career high in turnovers. 22 of them, Carlin. 22, well, 23 if you include yesterday. Mm. Yeah, not great. Another example of that, Russell Wilson. Who was his head coach this year? Nathaniel Hackett. How did that work out? Not well. Exactly. So those are examples 
of how much a difference the head coach can make in your quarterback's trajectory and production and staying away from the consequential mistakes. So to your point, even though I can't pin the loss yesterday on Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy might be the only thing you can change in order to get a different result out of Dak Prescott. And for that reason alone, you might have to consider moving on from him. You said this, and I thought it was interesting. You said, Jerry Jones staying with McCarthy means that he's okay with mid. To me, Jerry Jones staying with McCarthy means that Jerry Jones cares more about who gets the credit than winning the championship. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's true. Listen, it is, it is a guy who was in tears after the game, after the loss. Yeah, but how much does it really matter to you? Because those are crocodile tears to me if you don't make a move at your head coaching spot. You got an opportunity to upgrade. There is no comparison when we look at Sean Payton versus Mike McCarthy. Sean Payton is a better coach. Sean Payton is a better play designer, a better play caller. It's not close. It's not. You know why I know it's not close? Because the Denver Broncos are bringing Sean Payton in for a second interview, and Sean Payton's asking for $20 million a year, and the New Orleans Saints are asking for a first-round pick plus in order to get Sean Payton's rights. That's how I know it ain't close. You know what the Dallas Cowboys gave up for Mike McCarthy? Not a damn thing. Uh, oh, one night stay at Jerry Jones' house while he was interviewing him for the job. That's it. So y- y- there's no comparison to the quality of coach. And it feels like that's the only guy that can fix Dak Prescott. The Denver Broncos think that Sean Payton's the only guy that can fix Russell Wilson. Why would that not be good enough for the Dallas Cowboys? This organization knows Sean. He was their offensive coordinator back in 2005 and 2000. They know him. Why would you not go down that road when it represents a clear and obvious opportunity to get better in that spot? For the amount of money that you charged for tickets in Jerry World, for all of that, the credit as to who got it done needs to be less of a factor. Yeah. And Jerry has been chasing Jimmy Johnson for 25 years. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. And he's still chasing him now. And so with that, if he decides that it's more important for him to get all the credit for the Cowboys winning, he's not going to win a championship. That's just all there is to it. He's not going to win a championship. The scariest part about what the Cowboys are going to do, it feels like they're about to burn a season. And I'm not talking about what happened this past year. Mm-hmm. and how it ended yesterday in Santa Clara. I'm talking about what could happen in 2023. I feel like if you stay the course with Mike McCarthy, you're going to have an early playoff exit, similar to what we're seeing this year. We're going to be talking about all this stuff again next Cause, year. Because you, you, you ain't winning the division next year either. Newsflash, Cowboys fans, it ain't going to happen. Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles, an organization that has two first-round picks this upcoming draft, they ain't going nowhere. So you're a wild card team with Dak Prescott having this level of coaching from Mike McCarthy. You are a wild card team. That is not changing. I, what I don't understand is how you're Jerry at this point, and you can watch that game, and you can see the impact that the head coach has on that quarterback, yep. and not realize that that is what your team is lacking. I I don't know how you can't see that. It's Canty and Carlin, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. It's fun for a little bit, but it's more once you get in the locker room, you're just, all right, now let's move on to the next one. They were number one in several categories throughout the regular season, and they displayed why they were the number one defense tonight. 
The biggest thing in playoff football is just to get the win, however however you can, by any means necessary. And I mean, we knew we had to come out and play great football uh, against a great Dallas team. Like, that's a great football team. I mean, we got a big game this week, and that's not our ultimate goal either. Can we just stop with the conversations about 2023 at this point? Because last week when we were talking about who the 49ers quarterback should be, it's, well, are they going to win in spite of Brock Purdy? Yeah. They are winning because of Brock Purdy and Mm -hmm. the plays that he makes. Chris, Brock Purdy is the San Francisco 49ers quarterback of the future. He needs to be Mm. the quarterback next year. He has done enough to prove that already. And you need to look to trade away Trey Lance after this season and figure out whatever you can get for him and figure out his health and all that around it because this is one of those guys that, whether you fell into it or not, he clearly is a perfect fit for everything that you do. And I don't see any reason why you would change something that has had such incredible success. Yeah, I think that Brock Purdy doesn't have some of the physical tools that your upper echelon quarterbacks have. And that's what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were chasing when they invested three first-round picks in Trey Lance. They were going after a quarterback that doesn't have any limitations, a guy that has the movement skills of a Lamar Jackson or a Jalen Hurts, the guy that's got the rocket arm like Josh Allen. That's what they build Trey Lance as coming out of North Dakota State. And by no fault of his own, Trey Lance never got a chance to show those things because he got hurt in the second week of the season. But Brock Purdy stepped in after the Jimmy G injury and all the guys done is one seven straight. Now, a lot of it has been because of a really good supporting cast, but the best thing that I can say about the kid, Carlin, is that the moment's not too big for him. Yep. And he's proven it two games in a row. We usually see young quarterbacks, especially rookies, struggle when they get to the playoff stage. Not this kid. He didn't wilt, Carlin. And, and the most impressive part about his game were the two drives late in the second half. He had the drive that started with six minutes to go in the third quarter, 10 plays, 91 yards, Carl. And it got kicked off by that George Kittle catch, yep. which was a dime by Brock Purdy, by the way. He put it only where Kittle could make a play on it. But then also he had a 13-play drive that took up eight minutes a clock right after that one. Uh, that's 14 minutes worth on back-to-back in, in drives. The, in the second half. Yeah, and on back-to-back drives. On two drives. And, and what, what stuck out to me the most, Chris, it's those third down throws. Yeah, The Cowboys knew where they were going to go. They were going to go over the middle on three consecutive third downs, yep. and he delivered it right in step to the receiver each and every time. Yep. They were perfect throws. Yep. There's pressure in those spots. Yep. This guy never looked rattled once in that game. Not one. There was one time early on in the red zone where you saw Demarcus Lawrence put some pressure on him from the backside. Like you and saw that. He kind of spun around and threw away. Listen, yeah. it didn't end up in a turnover. It didn't end up a taking away an opportunity for points. Exactly. Yeah. He preserved the opportunity to kick a field goal and get points out of that drive. You'll take that. Sometimes not making those mistakes ends up being the win for your team. And I think that's something that this kid understands. But to your point, the 49ers were great on third down, and he was a big reason why. They were 7 of 14 on third down. Brock Purdy was 8 of 12 on third down. And the passer rating was off the charts, Carlin. Passer rating of over 80 on third down pass. It was unbelievable what Brock Purdy was able to do. Has he done enough now to be the guy for you? Because for me, he has. I will say this I thought that he had to win this round in order for the 49ers to move past Trey Lance. 
here's my only the problem. To, the Tom Brady of it all still looms large in this situation. If he gets to a Super Bowl, then that's off the table too. This is Brock Purdy's team. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Because you can make an argument that the 49ers could be better off with the experience of a Tom Brady versus a guy like Brock Purdy that's still right. going to be developed. Well, that's a, that's a worst-case scenario to me, and it still means you move on from Lance. He's the only quarterback that's in the conversation for QB1 that's on the 49ers roster right now. Like, if he goes into Philadelphia and throws two picks and they lose, yeah. he's still my number two guy if I feel like I can get Brady. Yeah. And I'm still moving on from Trey Lance. And that's, well, you understand. that's what I'm fascinated, though, about it, because yeah. they gave up so much to go and get the guy. Are they going to be able to let go? Because, Chris, let's remember one thing. What's, what was our big knock about Trey Lance? He hasn't played enough. Guess what? He still hasn't played enough. But you know what? There's still going to be a learning But curve. you know what the saving grace for Brock Purdy is? He played a lot in college. A lot of Big 12 football at Iowa State. He played a lot. I think this guy has started three and a half years there. Yeah. So but Carl, what I'm saying is I don't want to wait on Lance and all the growing pains no, when I got this guy. Well, I understand. And that's why I said Trey Lance is probably gone. Yeah. Trey Lance is probably gone. You're moving on from him. But the question is, is there a clear and obvious upgrade from Brock Purdy this offseason? And I think Tom Brady does represent that opportunity if Brock Purdy can't get you to the Super Bowl. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Let's hit a call or two in right here. We've had them all day. You guys have been phenomenal. 888-SAY-ESPN. John is up next in Iowa on ESPN Radio. John, go. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I believe after the performance that Mike McCarthy – presented yesterday against the Niners. McCarthy is not the answer for the Dallas Cowboys. Just look at how he ruined seven or eight years of Aaron Rodgers' career after they won the Super Bowl. Well, I don't know if I would say that. Yeah, I'm not going to take it (laughs) that far. I'm not going to go that far. He didn't ruin Aaron Rodgers' career. He still put up Hall of Fame numbers while McCarthy was there. But you know what it feels like? McCarthy was just there. Chris, you know what he feels like? McCarthy's just a guy. He's just a guy who's a coach, and he's not making anybody else better. But that's what Jerry Jones wanted, though, right? He didn't want a coach that could push back on him. I mean, think about it. Who needed who more in that situation? Of course. Did, did the Cowboys need Mike McCarthy more no. than Mike McCarthy needed the Cowboys? No. no. Obviously not. And so I think there is this level of dependency that Jerry wants his head coaches to have because Jerry wants to be able to dictate how things are going to go. The only problem with that is this, Carlin. You can't have somebody that's not a football person making the football decisions. And Jerry Jones is the owner. The owner needs to stay away from the decisions that need to be made, sometimes very difficult decisions, oftentimes when it comes to you know guys that have been stalwarts, emotional decisions when it comes to moving on from guys or not paying guys, uh, so on and so forth. And I would argue that Jerry Jones is his own worst enemy when it comes to getting what he wants. Not only with hiring Mike McCarthy, but some of the personnel decisions, i.e. trading Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick because you had the Ezekiel Elliott contract and what that did to your cap. Canty and Carlin call a number. Lines are hopping right now. Kevin, Buddha, Mac, Yogi, we're going to get to you. Sit tight. We promise in just moments. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Out of this weekend, there still is a bright future for a couple of these divisional losers. Boy, I said that with a little tone there. You sure did. Those divisional losers. You're going home, losers. Sorry. There, There is a lot to be said, though, for one of these teams in particular and why they can be next year's 
Philadelphia Eagles. It's on the way next. Canty and Carla, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. We came with the mentality that we were going to have to play to the very end. They'll roll that way. Off reverse action. They find Kelsey inside the five and lunges into the end zone. Trots in. Touchdown. Now a pass to the right side. And the ball's out. Kansas City's got the football. They recover the ball. I mean, they got to win a couple more Super Bowls, but you could start to throw that dynasty word around with Kansas City. And Mahomes will go to a knee, and that will be that. It's victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they have to win those Super Bowls before we start throwing around dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get there first. It's Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I want to get to, uh, in a second, just the... Uh, the teams that lost over the weekend, I think one of them's got a real chance to do something special here in the next year or two. But okay. I got I to gotta ask your opinion on something first. What's up? So my wife is a huge Niners fan, right? Mm-hmm. She is wearing the Patrick Willis jersey that I was talking about yeah. uh, the other day that I had the, uh, yesterday for the game. She gets so stressed out watching the game that she actually starts like reading something or turning her attention elsewhere while the game is on. <laughs> because she does not want to stress over every single play. Really? So she's sitting on the couch yesterday, scrolling, reading like news stories, trying not to get too wound up. But does she get upset at you when you react to a big play? No. Okay. No, no, no. Then she's like, oh, okay. Because I'm reacting in a good way. I'm never going to jump and say, oh. Okay. And she, I'll tell you where I scored some points yesterday. Uh-oh. She was very happy that I used the word we when I was talking about the we, Niners yesterday. Because it makes it feel like oh, you're yeah. embracing oh, absolutely. You're embracing the 49ers. And here's what makes it all the most, much more uh, heartfelt. Didn't even realize I was doing it. There you go. That's me. There you go. That's me. Team guy. I love it. I got you the whole way. It's kind of like that with Michigan football for me. Yeah. Like my wife is diehard Michigan fan. You know, she went to B school there. So it's like when she's watching Michigan football – Right. Doesn't really watch a whole lot of sports, but when Michigan football is on, locked in, yep. laser focused, and fully expects that I refer to Michigan football as we, yeah. knowing that I played football at UVA, <laughs> another program in a different conference. <laughs> but she expects that it's we when Michigan football is on. Do, do you think it's odd that she kind of like gets so stressed out that she has to turn her attention elsewhere? Uh, no, because I know some people that are like that. Like, some people that are like, they, they love their team, and it's not like they're, let me not say, it's not like they're indifferent to what's going on. It's just that they don't, they can't, 
unwind themselves. Yes. It's just like, kind of like it's so stressful and it creates so much anxiety because they want so badly for their team to win that they'll go crazy if they don't think about something else. I used to go into what I would call lockdown. Yeah. About if it was a Steeler playoff game, don't bother. Yeah. Don't call, don't text, don't do anything. I'm locking the doors. I'm watching this alone. Leave me alone. And then I just I stopped stressing at that level. Yeah. Now I can watch it with anybody and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Just not a hundred people talking in my ear. Yeah. But I was I was that guy before. You know what's interesting? Like I'll watch certain games and it's not teams that I've played for, but this season because of everybody defending Aaron Rodgers, I was watching Green Bay Packers game with malice <laughs> in my heart. There was a lot of hate there. Or when the Miami Dolphins would play, I'd be locked in on yep. those games. Because yep. I was waiting for Tua and the Dolphins to prove us white. I, I was just you. waiting on it because I knew it was going to happen. So with those games, I was dialed in, big fella. Because I'm rooting for us in those circumstances. Yep. I am rooting for us. I'm rooting for me. So those games created a lot of anxiety, but for a little bit of a different reason. Because I ain't cheering for the teams. I hate watching those teams. As I've said many times, spite, very underrated emotion. No doubt. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, I, I couldn't feel better about the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, mm. I am so high on that whole situation. I thought they did an amazing job to have the season that they did. You see the impact that... Oh, a quarterback-friendly coach can have on the development of a young quarterback. Doug Peterson, I mean, that was tantamount to a reclamation project with Trevor Lawrence after what he went through in year one. Chris, they've got a lot of talent. Travis Etienne is a really good player. They've got a good offensive line. That is a team that I think could be next year's Philadelphia Eagles where Trevor Lawrence can take that next step to the Jalen Hurts level, where that defense can continue to get better because they've got a lot of talent on that defensive side. Yep. I I really like everything about Jacksonville. Like, I look at the Giants out of the losers this weekend. They're taking a step back. I expect them to take a step back. I don't know what the Cowboys are. If it stays the same way with the coach and the quarterback, this is what they are, a disappointment. And then the Bills... This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The window's closing. Yeah. And Josh Allen has to fix this and... He's going to have to – this is going to be the time in the next couple of years 
where he's going to now have to start to make up for shortcomings of other players and be the guy that carries a team. Yeah. To me, the Jags are set up for the most success out of the teams that lost this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I will say that, too. I, I, they have certainly the most the most accomplished coach, right, when we're looking at it, yeah. Doug Peterson. So I, I would say that as well. The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause with the Jags is that they're in salary cap hell. Mm. Their cap is a disaster. I think they're 27th or 28th in salary cap space going into the offseason. They're $20 million over the cap. Mm-hmm. So I just that, that gives me a little bit of concern. But you have the head coach and the quarterback, which cures a lot of ills in the NFL. They're going to get more explosive on offense because you're adding Calvin Ridley. Cam Robinson potentially coming back to play left tackle. So I completely forgot about Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah, Calvin yeah. Ridley. So you're going to get better on the offensive side of the ball, and that's exactly what you want for a young, emerging quarterback, being able to surround him with the requisite pieces, the offensive line and the weapons, in order for him to continue to ascend. And the other thing that's working in Jacksonville's favor, the division is a mess. Yeah. The division is awful. Who they the can hell, run away with who it Who the hell year. knows what Tennessee is doing at quarterback next year? The Indianapolis Colts ain't got that figured out. They're probably going to draft a guy in the top five. And then the Houston Texans are a disaster of a franchise. So, yeah, you should feel good about the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of their prospects for the foreseeable future. But we got to also make sure that we're judging them by the, the appropriate standard. And that's not winning the division. That's competing for championships. Yes. Because you do have a guy that's on the verge of being a top 10 player at the position. Canty, Trevor Lawrence. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Let's get our guy Buddha in the Bronx in up next on ESPN Radio. Buddha, what's up, baby? What's going on, guys? Listen, man, you were talking about Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. You can make the case that he's the best player in any sport. And uh, he was picked at number 10. So when you look at him, you look at Lamar Jackson picked at 32 or 31. You mm-hmm. look at uh, Jalen Hurts, second round. You look at Justin Fields picked at number 11. It's obvious that a lot of uh, owners and general managers, <coughs> Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas, uh, are not used to getting out of their comfort level in terms of drafting quarterbacks. So that, in turn, makes me flip the Canty's team. You know, what I saw there in that Eagles game, Listen, if uh, Daniel Jones is willing to take a hometown discount, you sign him again for two to three years. Saquon Barkley got dinged up again in that game in the fourth quarter. He was out. I'm sorry. Can't give him any big money. But, I mean, if Jones wants big money, I mean, you can move on. Because, like I said, every year you look at the draft, I mean, you get in the first five picks. You, I mean, God, how many quarterbacks are busted? Yep. You can find a good guy in the second or the later part of the first round. And I think that's the way you go. I mean, look at the quarterbacks, bro. In the AFC and in the NFC, I mean, it's less. But you need that dynamic dude, bro. Arm and legs and needs to be a leader. I, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Bro. Look, with Jones, Buddha, thanks for the call, brother. I, 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 I'm at a loss. I think it's a, a two- or three-year proposition. Uh, I think he would end up getting more money somewhere else yep. on the open market and that would scare me if I were the Giants. I, I, if I'm a Giant fan, I have to prepare for the possibility that somebody hands Daniel Jones four years and $155 million and I have to let him walk. I can't keep him, Chris. Can Not ask, at that number. Can I ask you a question? Even if Daniel Jones comes back next year, is there a chance that the Giants could take a step back from where they There's were this season? There's more than a chance. I expect it. Yeah. 
So, I, I, I think so, they've got some pieces, but I don't think they're that great. I, I don't think this regime has any illusions on what kind of player Daniel Jones is. I, I think the upside of Daniel Jones is Ryan Tannehill. And you have to decide, is that good enough in your division where you have Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott as quarterbacks that you're going to have to face four times a year? I don't think it is. You're not beating that. I, I don't think it is. So I, I think there's a number that Joe Shane and Brian Dable have in mind. They've already gone out on the record and said they want him back, but I think they want him back at the right price. And if it exceeds that in terms of his overall marketplace, then you have to fur, you have to pivot and go to an alternative. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, who is to blame the most, McCarthy or Dak? There's plenty to go around. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. One of them has to go this offseason. We'll tell you who next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. And I are talking during the break. No matter how you slice it, man, it's good to be Joe Pearl. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> I'm just sitting here reading an article right now by my good buddy Mike Florio, and he was talking about the Bengals giving Joe Burrow a contract tied to the percentage of the cap. And it might not be the bad idea. I'm just saying it beats the hell out of writing a $230 million check and putting it in escrow for the guaranteed money like the Cleveland Browns did to Sean Watson. I, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about that's it. That's the thing that people don't realize, that when you guarantee all that money, you have to write a check immediately and put it into escrow. That's a lot, that's of, money. A lot of money. That's a lot of money for any NFL owner to write. Think about it. You're a billionaire – a lot of times over if you own an NFL team. But writing a quarter of a billy dollar check mm. to put in escrow <laughs> for one person? Yeah. That's a lot, boss. Jim, Virginia, up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on, dude? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Big fan. Big fan. Thanks, brother. What do you got? Hey, man, I'm telling you, ship has sailed on Dax Prescott. He is not the quarterback to do it. He's mediocre at best. He'll get you maybe 10 wins, but he ain't going to get you far in the playoffs, man. I'm telling you. Chris, and you know what makes sense? Tom Brady to the Cowboys. And I hate the Cowboys. Oh, 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 oh. Thanks for the call. I mean, they're not going to go but, down right, that road. Right, right, let's, let's, let's humor it for a second. Okay. Let's just right. humor I'm it. I'm listening. You can't do it because of the cap hit. Yeah. But it's not a place that has ever been brought up, and with good reason. It's I can't even. I can't even sell it. I'm, I'm sorry. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to think. Oh, what a great, interesting idea! I can't. I don't see it in any way that that could possibly happen. Would Tom Brady think that Mike McCarthy no. could help him win a championship? No, that's why. And Tom Brady needs help at this point. Yes, in his he's Carlin. He's going to be going into what his age forty six season. Mm-hmm. He's going to need some help. Yes. He can't be in a situation like he was in Tampa with Todd Bowles this year. Now, he did use the word mediocre in relation to Dak. Here's why it applies. Mm. Part of the definition of mediocre is inconsistent. Yes. And there is an awful lot of inconsistency with Dak. Yesterday was not just about playing a great defense. Yesterday was about making mistakes that can't be made in that situation. And, again, it should have been four interceptions. I mean, if it, Dak is not getting absolutely hammered today, but if the 49ers catch two, two more balls like they should have, he's getting destroyed today because that number looks so much uglier on the page. Carlin, I'm just sitting here looking at some of the numbers from Dak Prescott and going through the QB metrics. First of all, his QBR was 51 yesterday. 51. Mm-hmm. That, that's abysmal in a playoff game. I mean, think about it this way. Brock Purdy, who wasn't asked to do much, had a QBR of 53. 
Think about it. Dak Prescott was 51. Now, when it comes to completion percentage above expected, so on throws that they have a baseline for, for all quarterbacks in the National Football League, Dak Prescott in 40 dropbacks, negative 10% on completion percentage above expected where Brock Purdy was plus 5%. Carlin, it wasn't close who the best quarterback on the field was yesterday. It was Brock Purdy. And that's not the situation you should be in when you got a seventh-year quarterback that's making $40 million a year going up against a rookie who was the last pick in the draft. How do you square that circle if you're Jerry Jones? How do you do it? I don't know. I don't know. And he's out there collecting all that sleep number money, too. I mean, honestly, Dak has made the most of being a mid-level quarterback. That's it. You, we think you can win with him. We think. If well, everything every, else is perfect. But that's the problem. When you're paying a guy $40 million everything a year, else can't be perfect. everything else can't be perfect. Absolutely. Chris in Nevada, next on ESPN Radio. Chris, what do you got, dude? Yeah, I was just I would echo the previous caller. Between Dak and McCarthy, it's Dak. He's gotta go. He's he threw a you know, he he's up against uh, a rookie quarterback yesterday, basically. He throws a pick, one of the two interceptions he threw, like the guy was right in front of him. That's like a rookie mistake. He's just he can't go deep into the playoffs. He's just not the guy. Well it's, the it's, problem here is that as much as you say he should be the guy to go if you get rid of him now, you're going to be infinitely worse next year. Yes. You don't have an answer, and please don't say Cooper Rush. Don't say Cooper Rush. Don't say Cooper Rush. Because that's not the full-time answer. So with that being the case, Canty, you have to bring in somebody that you hope can fix the quarterback because you can't get rid of of the quarterback. But if you're going to make that kind of drastic move and fire Mike McCarthy, don't you have to go with a known quantity? Don't you have oh, to go no, no, with no, Sean Chris, Payton? Yeah, it it can't be hiring a coordinator. It can't be hiring a quarterback's Quinn. coach. This is not promoting yeah. Dan Quinn. The situation does not get better if you make Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn or another coordinator. Nothing against D'Amico Ryans. None of that does anything. This is about one thing. The quarterback needs help. The quarterback needs Sean Payton. Sean Payton can help the quarterback. Yes. Look at what Sean Payton did for Drew Brees. Resurrected him from a draft bus to a hall to having a bust in Canton. Yeah. Hall of Famer. That's where the, that's what Sean Payton can do in terms of the difference he can make for Dak Prescott. And that's why Jerry Jones should throw caution to win and get him. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.